Hello and welcome to Free America. I'm your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America podcast. Today is March 28th, and the year is 2021. And boy, we've got something, something fun lined up for you. I've got a really special guest, someone who uh, I've met out here in, in Los Angeles who's been very involved in the mask-free shopping and protesting that's been going on out here on the West Coast and standing up for civil liberties for everybody. Her name is uh, Allison Wonderland. You may have heard of her. She's most recently been on InfoWars with Owen Schroyer. Anyhow, we're going to be talking to her and about some of her experiences, as well as covering some of the news of the day. So a couple of things that we're going to cover off the top of the show here are... Um, well, the COVID vaccine passed. The passport is now coming into fruition. We warned you about this quite some time ago, and it looks like New York is already lining it up for people to use at places like Madison Square Garden and probably other places as well. Then we've got a lot of deaths coming out of Europe from the vaccine, uh, almost 2,000 deaths now coming out of Europe and well north of 100,000 injuries and adverse events have occurred as a result of the vaccines out there. And we've uh, also got another a couple of news stories that we will be sharing with you. But first, before we do that, I'd like to get a little bit of business out of the way and draw your attention to the Free America podcast website, where it's recently been redesigned. It's easier to navigate and easy to use. As you can see here, uh, it's a great place to find the most recent episode of the Free America podcast. As you can see, there's episode 35, and we are now at episode number 36, so we're moving on up. And uh, there's also ways to find alternative means by which you can stream or download and share our podcast with others. And of course, you've got previous episodes and special, special reports, things of that nature. Of course, if you always want to support the Free America podcast, we do appreciate that. We currently are still looking for sponsors, but in the meantime, we ask that you um, make a contribution. We've had several um, of our listeners and viewers Step on to Patreon.com. It's really easy to use. They can set up a one-time contribution or an ongoing donation if you like. Anything, anything helps. Most people, average donation is about $10 a month. And so that will help us defray our costs. The expenses associated with this show are, are numerous, including the software we use to bring you this show right now that we're on here, StreamYard.com. There's a monthly fee behind that. So if you're not comfortable with Patreon, you can also use PayPal. And if you'd like to get something in exchange for your money, we do have affiliates that we work with and you can get products and services in the areas of personal finance, self-defense or health and fitness. And I believe those are three very important aspects that you should have your, your life centered around and balanced by using these things, because these are important, especially during these wild and crazy times. So again, please visit free America podcast.com. Well, I couldn't even get that out. Free America podcast com to check out all the latest info and videos as well as to make a contribution to free America. Okay, moving on to our news here real quick. First up is New York launches the nation's first vaccine passports. Others are working on similar ideas, but many details must be worked out. Now, this is something that we've been talking to you about for months, and this is part of the reason why I've been doing mask-free shopping here in Los Angeles, as have many others, including our guest today. Because we saw what was coming. You see, it started off with, well, they're not going to let you in to shop for your groceries because you don't, you're not wearing a face covering. You don't have a mask. 
And I saw, and others foresaw, that there would come a time when you would be required to be vaccinated in order to enter the grocery store, to participate in some other, some other form or fashion, some other thing, such as getting on an airplane or going to a concert. Well, it turns out that New York has had this in the works and is lining it up as we speak. This is a first-in-the-nation certification called the Excelsior Pass and will be useful first at large-scale venues like Madison Square Garden, but, but next week will be accepted at dozens of events, arts, and entertainment venues statewide. Excuse me. Now, as I mentioned, they're going to just start rolling this out just for the big venues. But believe me, folks, you give them an inch, they take a mile. And that's exactly what they're going to do with this. Before long, before you know it, you're going to be required to show this pass to do everything from grocery shopping to go to your job to work. They're going to force a medical intervention upon you just so that you can earn a living. And we need to fight back now against this. This is why I'm bringing this to your attention. But one other thing about this article caught my attention is that this was developed in conjunction with IBM. Now, a lot of our viewers and listeners might already know this, but for those of you who don't, IBM was instrumental in helping Hitler rise to power in pre-World War II Germany. And once he was in power, they were instrumental in organizing and categorizing all of the Jewish detainees, the, the people that they took to concentration camps. Well, they had to catalog them all. They had to manage them all. They had to know where they were, where they were going, where they were coming from. And IBM provided all of that software, all of that network. They didn't quite have computers back then, but they provided the networks for doing that, the organizational networks. And here they are at it again, working with the state of New York and I'm, I'm assuming, assuming other states to do the very same thing, just tracking people and monitoring them. I mean, this is, this is your new world order, folks. This is something to be very concerned about. Okay, moving on real quick here. Oh, this is something I didn't mention in the intro <laughs> and something that we also talked about late last year or about actually mid last year around July when we first started this podcast was uh, former CDC director Robert Redfield believes that the coronavirus escaped, escaped from a Wuhan lab in the stunning assessment that echoes claims made by other members of the Trump administration, including Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Well, it was more than members of the Trump administration that made that claim. There was a very well-known doctor whose name evades me at the moment, but who came out early last year, in February of last year, and he's, he's, a, he's the guy that wrote the UN Charter on how to deal with biological weapons and using viruses as weapons and, and making them illegal, making it illegal to, to um, uh, you know, do research on, on gain of fun function research on humans, things like that. And so this is, this is not news to any of us. Um, it's just kind of interesting to see that, that more of the mainstream media is picking up on this narrative now. Now that they've got Trump out of office, it's okay to actually talk about the coordinated effort to destroy the economy of the United States and hence his, his re-election campaign and uh, possibility of getting re-election, coinciding, of course, with the theft that was occurring out of China and other places. But we won't discuss that this time. So here we are again, talking about how Occam's razor, folks, very simple stuff. It's, it's that he says it's not unusual for respiratory pathogens that are being worked on in a laboratory to infect a laboratory worker. That's not implying any intentionality. So 
He's a virologist. He spent his life in virology. This is what this man knows. And as many of us suspected, that's exactly what happened. Whether it was intentional or not is, is neither here nor there. The fact is that it escaped from the lab. Pretty simple, folks. But China would never admit that. But we all know that they're responsible and should be held, in my opinion, financially responsible for all the damage they've caused globally with this thing. All right. And finally, in Europe, <clears throat> there are um, close to 4,000 people now that have died from adverse drug reactions to COVID-19 vaccines, which we all know are not vaccines. And um, another 162,610 injuries. Now, this article, which we will post on the description section of this video, as well as in the show, the show notes section of the audio version of this show, will allow you to go through the entire article here and look at exactly what types of incidents occurred with which of the vaccines. So as you can see here, there's the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Um, just off the top here, 4,636 cardiac disorders, including 276 deaths. So there are a lot of different reasons why people are dying from these vaccines. But um, like I said, I will include this so that you can peruse this information for yourself and share it with others. I do encourage you to share this information because the more people that are aware of how dangerous these, these experimental genetic therapies are, the more likely we will be to overcome things like these vaccine passports as a requirement to shop or work or travel or do whatever you have to do. I mean, that's mark of the beast type stuff, folks. So Again, I encourage you to, to share this information, share this video, share other videos that we've done with your friends, with your family, with people that you care about, because it's important to get that information out there, uh, like I said, so we can stop this freight train of hell that's coming our way. Okay, so enough of the news. I'd like to get to our guest today, who I mentioned before is has been very active here in Los Angeles over the past, well, about a year or so. I mean, I've seen her quite a few places. and She's always out there um, standing up for people's civil liberties and putting herself at risk, whether that's by being assaulted by employees or, you know, being threatened with arrest from police um, for made-up charges, for bogus charges much of the time. Uh, I'd like you to join me in welcoming Allison Wonderland. Hey, Allison, what's up? Great. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Good. Okay. Glad. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's so cool. I mean, I know we've we've you know kind of known each other um, here and there from going to these different events, and so yeah. we're very familiar with um, you know the process and and some of the pitfalls of what's been going on. But um, I know recently you uh, you had an incident in Hollywood. Right uh, at the at the Starbucks, if I'm not if I'm not if I'm not um, mistaken, what can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, so I was uh, at my local Starbucks in the drive-through in the comfort of my own vehicle, mm -hmm. and uh, I ordered my beverage. Um, and at the at the speaker before I even got to the window, they told me that I had to wear a mask to accept my order, and I just thought that was hilarious uh for obvious reasons i mean i'm in my own car <laughs> so 
uh, I get to the window and the barista refuses to hand me my drink and he proceeds to tell me that I have to have a mask on in order to, to receive my order. And I tell him, um, I'm sorry, but I, I, I don't have a mask on me and I have an exemption, you know, all of the usual uh, reasoning that I go through with people that try to get me to wear a mask and uh, he wasn't accepting it. So he ultimately ends up telling me that he hand me a mask. And then at that point I questioned him. I said, I'm sorry, what, you can hand me a mask? And he said, yes, I can hand you a mask. And I said, but you can't hand me my drink. And he said, he, he didn't even know what to say at that point. He was just so confused and so baffled. It was like, you know, for the first time someone was speaking logic and his little sheet brain couldn't compute. <laughs> right, yes. Well, uh, yeah, it really threw him through the loop there. Um, and I ultimately, you know, refused to put on the mask. Why would I take a mask if I'm really that worried about my health? I should be concerned that this mask that he's handing me is contaminated. Like, I don't want to put That's that on and I shouldn't have to. I'm in my own car and there's more than six feet. I mean, everything about it is just absurd. Um, but I had to stay there and and uh, hold my ground. And I eventually did get my drink, but it, it you know, it took some convincing. <laughs> God, really? Wow. That's, you know, and you just, you hit the nail on the head there where you, when you just said that, that people, they can't wrap their minds around the logic behind not having to wear a mask, sitting in your car outside, six feet away from a window. And, and, and for, for you to have to explain that to them, it blows me away that people have become so conditioned yeah. by all of this mask nonsense that they, they don't even have common sense anymore. Exactly. Common sense is literally non-existent. I mean, and the fact that so many people just go along with these absurd measures without questioning anything, they just do it. They, they, I don't know if they think about why they're doing it or if they think that doing it is going to, you know, expedite the return of normalcy. But the bottom line is, you know, people are not questioning things and people are just complying and, that is not getting us anywhere. That's exactly right. what the is. Right. And I think that's why, why you and, and others have been standing up and saying, look, you know, the only time, the, the only way the mask is going to come off is when we take them off because it's obvious that they're not coming off on their own, not, not a year into this. Exactly. And now with the vaccine, they still, or vaccine, they still want you to wear a mask even after receiving that. So it's just, to me, that's further reasoning as to why this is never going to end and why every single person should be taking a stand now while we still can. I mean, time is really of the essence here. Big time. Big time. Well, let's um, before we, we continue on, let's take a look at the video. I brought it up here. It's on your Instagram channel. Yes. And for anybody who's interested, you can go and check it out. It's uh, Alice in Wonderland Returns. Um, and if you want to, if you want to follow her on Instagram, so I suggest going there because she's got a lot of cool videos, actually, some of her escapades out here and around Los Angeles, uh, as well as some great news stories. So here, we're just going to go ahead and play you a little bit, a little sample of the interaction here. You guys can witness for yourself the insanity. So stand by. Here we go. Hi, my name is Allison. Hey, Allison. Can I get started for you? Hi, can I just get a venti iced uh, peach green tea with no added sugar? Yep. I'm so sorry. I don't know why it went back. We had it all queued up and everything. All right, here we go. Hi. Do you have a mask? No, I don't. I can give you one. 
Uh, you can give me one? I can give you one. Why I, do I, I need you to wear a mask. So you can hand me a mask? I can hand you one, yeah. But you can't hand me the drink without a mask? You've got to wear a mask. How does that make any sense? That's what, that's what I, I just need you to wear a mask. Can you see mine? Well, if you can hand me a mask, why can't you just hand me the drink? I can hand you the mask. So he can hand me a mask, but he can't hand me my drink. Makes perfect sense, right? What the, who the fuck made this shit up? <laughs> and then he, he doesn't, he has nothing to say in response to that. He's just. This is the dumbest shit. So. You can't hand me my, I have a medical exemption. I don't. I can't help you. So you won't give me the drink, but you will give me the mask. You're supposed to wear a mask. I'm supposed to wear a mask. I'm outside and I'm in my own car. I'm not ill. And I have a medical exemption. So can I please just pay for my drink and be done with this? I just need you to wear a mask before I turn what, 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 what difference does it make? No, really? <laughs> He just closed the window on me. <laughs> well, I guess I'm staying here and I'm going to hold up the whole fucking line until I get my drink. <laughs> All right. I love it. That's so awesome. <laughs> great, great stuff. Well, the video does go on. Now, what, tell us what happens. What's the conclusion? Or do you want to, do you want people to go and visit your channel to find out the, the exciting conclusion of that episode? They can visit if they want to uh, see the full thing, but I'll summarize it. I did stand there um, in my car until I got my drink. Um, it I could see them, you know, huddling in the back, you know, discussing how they were going to take care of me as though I was some sort of like, you know, criminal coming through the drive through and, and you could, you could hear them like, you know, chatting in the back. And I just thought that was so funny. And, uh, I eventually I stayed there and they tried to ignore me after a certain point and I refused to go. So eventually he came back and he said, um, he said, okay, I can give you a drink, but you have to be six feet apart. And I said, I'm in my car and I'm more than six feet apart from you. Like, what more do, would you like me to like reverse and re pull in at a further distance? Like, I don't know what you want yeah. from me. Yeah. And he, uh, he said, Oh, okay. So then he puts out the, uh, the card, the pin pad thing where you can swipe your card. So apparently, you know, you can touch the pin pad, which if you're so worried about this deadly virus, then shouldn't you, you know, be worried about touching the same thing a thousand other people have touched. Well, I swiped my card. He purposely declined the transaction um, because he kept telling me my card wasn't going through. And side wow. note, this is a funny little fun fact. I was actually a barista at Starbucks for my first job when I was 16. And uh, <laughs> a lot of haters on the internet have tried to say, oh, you're just making that up. You're broke. Your card can't be purposely declined. I'm like, actually, it can. I used to work there, and I know how it works. So he purposely declined my card. Then here's the icing on the cake. I had to then pay with cash. I was determined to get the drink at this point. So I luckily had cash on me. And he willingly accepts the cash, which is quite possibly the dirtiest thing you could ever right. pay. Right, right, right. And uh, 
he takes the cash. I eventually do get my drink. He hands me my change in a little paper bag. And then I drive off and I, you know, give my commentary. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, did the guy sounded like a robot? Like you just, you just stated to him, you're like, I'm outside. I'm in my car. We're six feet apart. I'm not sick. I have a medical exemption. And he's like, I still need you to wear a mask. I'm like, bro, what is wrong with you? Exactly. It's a, it's a beautiful summary, I think, of what goes through or lack thereof the, the brains of these, the masses that continue to comply with this stuff. It's like they've not once questioned anything and they don't know how to respond to logic. And even when you point it out to them so uh, clearly and so blatantly, they still have no, <laughs> no response. It's just right. it's fascinating. The, 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 the cognitive dissonance at this point is really astounding. And I, I'm, I'm co uh, constantly shocked by it. You know, I, I had a similar experience the other day. We went to go protest at a Burbank City Council member, Constantine Anthony's house okay. over in Burbank. And the reason we chose this house is because they, they don't go to the city council anymore. They do all their work from home. And so the only way to reach this guy who is one of the people that has been instrumental in trying to shut down Tin Horn Flats. And for our, our viewers and listeners, Tin Horn Flats is one of the restaurants here in Southern California that chose to stay open and defy the orders throughout the lockdown. There was a short period in which they complied, but they made the decision, you know, economically, it just didn't make sense. And they were going to actually end up having to close for good. So they decided to stay open. They did everything right. They, you know, distanced the tables and cleansed everything, didn't let people inside, but still the city council has been going after him. So anyway, long story short, we go to protest him and um, our folks are out there on the street and I see a Dunkin' Donuts and say, I'm just going to pull in here real quick and get one of their little bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches, you know, something to eat before my protest. Well, same sort of thing happened. Um, she's like, sir, you need to wear a mask. And I'm explaining, I'm in my car, I'm outside, we're six feet apart. And she like much like these this Starbucks barista, um, he she just kept repeating the same thing over and over again. And then she, you know, she closed the window and kept pointing to this sign. And, and on the sign it says, please wear a mask when you enter the restaurant. <laughs> and I'm saying, your sign says I enter the restaurant. And and she just kept pointing at her mask and pointing at the sign. And I'm just like, oh my God. These people have lost all all intelligence. It's it's gone. I think it's 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 as a result of wearing these face diapers for the past year. <laughs> of, you know, the the lack of oxygen that they've uh, you know encountered is you know breathing in their own carbon dioxide has yeah. severely diminished their capacity to function as a human being to think like a normal person. Oh. And uh, so my story didn't have a happy ending. Um, unfortunately, oh. they they called the cops and. Cops showed up and told me I would be arrested for trespassing. What? Sitting in my car in a parking lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so um, anyway, uh, <laughs> it turned into an impromptu demonstration and protest outside of Dunkin' Donuts. And it got a little, yeah, it got a little crazy there. Uh, one of the other people um, who was a guest on our show, Ash, uh -huh. He showed up and he pulled his car into the drive-thru and, and tried to get some service. They wouldn't serve him either. And yeah, it was a whole show. 
it was a it was a real shit show. They they were serving people out in the in the driveway and down the street. They were taking orders and then walking them out to people. I'm like, this is this is like clown world. This is complete clown world. They take the order and walk it out to you and hand it to you through your window, but they can't hand it to you through a drive-through. Yeah, yeah, what? exactly. More absurd than Starbucks. Uh, yeah, it really is. It really is. Okay, and, and, I we're going for our next protest. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We're we're uh, actually we'll be back there uh, Tuesday, Tuesday oh, cool. at at noon. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to uh, Sam, uh, excuse me, Burbank City Council, um, Burbank, uh, uh, not the headquarters. What do you call that? The the the. the why am I, I can't think right now. What's the place where the city council meets, where they discuss laws? <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I'm totally blanking on this right now. It's like uh, the council chambers, the city hall. Jeez. City hall. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yeah. So, we're meeting at city hall Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. But before that, we're going to pop by uh, in, in Dunkin' Donuts, which is right down the street. So yeah, come on out and join us. It's going to be a blast. I would love to be there. I, I need to witness this firsthand. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and they got lots of good social media. A lot of the people working there were young. And so they were out there with their cameras and in the windows and pointing and walking and calling us names and stuff and flipping me off. And I, I yeah, I was just, just stunned. Okay, well, I will join you and we will give them a taste of their own medicine. Don't Excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going you to live stream them, put them out? Yeah, 100%. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm there. So so what other kinds of uh, things have you been doing? I mean, I know like I've seen you at other some of these other mask-free shopping events, but you, you know, you go out and you, you do your own thing. What other kinds of things have you been encountering out there? I mean, I encounter absolute insanity on a daily basis. I mean, I'm sure you know how it is living in LA. It's just, it's crazy everywhere you go. You're just constantly on the defense and you always have to like be ready to, you know, fight people because you can't just live life in any remote sense of normalcy. Like it's, you're constantly battling these crazy people who are mentally unstable, who want to go out of their way to attack you. I mean, just the simplest of tasks have become such a chore and just like almost a dreaded nightmare at this point, um, which yeah. is why I'm so happy to connect with you and our maskless shopping group. Because prior to that, I didn't even know other people existed that were, you know, like-minded. So it's very refreshing to know that there are some of us out there, but it's also highly disturbing to know how few of us there really are in the grand scheme of things and it's also disturbing to know that uh, like we're pretty much the only people doing this i mean why is it every time i leave my house and every time i do anything i am the only person not wearing a mask even simple things like going to get gas everyone's muzzled yeah I'm the only one it's just it blows my mind every time every time i leave my house i'm just like really i'm still the only one we're over a year into this and it's just like i'm you know i'm starting to really get concerned because i thought people would eventually catch on but you know when people are outside hiking at griffith park with a mask on it's like yeah you guys are you're hopeless <laughs> yeah really outdoors not not near anyone at all exactly. you know? 
there's absolutely no risk of transmission. And, and, and you and I know this. I mean, we know that, that asymptomatic carriers cannot transmit it. We've, exactly. we've seen the studies. You've seen them. You know, you, we've seen the video by Dr. Fauci. Yeah. So I think, I think the confidence that people like us have in going out without a mask is different than the confidence that other people have because they've been fed this steady diet of mainstream media fear porn for the last year that makes them afraid to go near anybody, let alone go outside. Um, right. and, and so, so anybody that approaches them without a mask is automatically seen as a direct threat as like a, you know, as a, a biological weapon of some sort, you know, that, that it's really, it's really, um, a bizarre, it's what, bizarre this, and it's disturbing. And, and it's, it's actually not even that we approach them. It's the fact that we're just trying to live our own lives in peace. I mean, you know, I'd prefer people don't wear the masks. I think they're entirely useless. But if you feel more comfortable doing that, go ahead. I'm not going to do it. But the thing is, these people who, you know, want to wear the mask seem to think that this needs to be enforced upon everyone. And they are the first people to come and harass you and attack you and jump right in your face, which is very ironic because if you're so worried about this deadly virus, then why are you suddenly like, does the virus disappear when it's time for you to attack it makes no sense. These people yeah. are completely illogical. There's no rhyme or reason to anything they do. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of it comes from some of these ads that I've, there's one that comes on every time I go to get gas, you know, I got the little TV at the, on the pump mm-hmm. and it comes on and it's got a, it's got a voiceover from Morgan Freeman. So, you know, it sounds very authoritative <laughs> and it says something to the effect is, well, I don't wear my mask for me. I wear my mask for you. <laughs> and so, and the the idea is, and I've seen, I see what they've done here. It's very clever, really. It is. I mean, it's a brilliant piece of social engineering, because you've used people's guilt and their and their affinity towards treating others well. You want to treat other people nice. That's that's what how we're raised. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Right. So by wearing a mask, you're doing just that. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for other people. And so the. The flip side of that is people who don't wear masks are selfish and they hate you and they want to hurt you. And it's really, it's just evil. The the way that they've been able to manipulate people into this way of thinking, you know, so many times the first response I get from people when they're attacking me is you're selfish, Mm -hmm. you're selfish. And, and it's just like, really, that's, that's your, that's your approach. You you think that I'm doing this because I'm selfish. It's selfish of me to want to breathe oxygen. <laughs> I mean, it is a prime example of how deeply brainwashed they are. I, it's it's very concerning that they are unable to think outside of the narrative that has been force fed to them, and you know they just they regurgitate everything that they see on TV or what these celebrities or athletes are telling them and and it's just that to me is what is so upsetting is knowing that these people you know uh base their whole lives and livelihood around these outlets and and there's no getting through to them because the, the media has totally manipulated it and exactly what you said making them think that we are the selfish ones and we're the bad guys right. and 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 i don't know i, I mean this is like what we've all obviously with our protesting and whatnot have been trying to uh, break through to them. But I don't know. I feel like we need to come up with some 
new way of 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 getting through because clearly they're so far gone. It's just like, how do you even deal with that at this point? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I was able to, uh, I say flip somebody or turn, turn them over, switch, switch on the light, so to speak. Yeah. Outside of Dunkin' Donuts, when we were out there, a guy comes up wearing his mask and, you know, you know, real kind of huffy puffy. And he, you know, he's like, are you a doctor? Are you a virologist? And I was like, no, I'm not. Are you? And he's yeah. like, no, I'm not a doctor, you know, whatever. I said, okay, because let me ask you a question. Do you know how to read? And he was <laughs> like, yeah, I know how to read. Do you know how to read? I said, yeah. And I said, so let me show you something. I said, I've spent the last, I don't know, 10 months or so reading different studies, different peer-reviewed studies on the, the studies of asymptomatic carriers spreading the virus or not being able to spread the virus. And I said, actually, I've got a video here I want to show you of Dr. Fauci saying just that. And so I pulled it up and showed it to him and we couldn't really hear it, but he was like, he's like, let me, let me, let me type that into my phone. So he typed it into his phone and he pulled up the video and he saw that I, and I, I wasn't full of it, that I, that it was legitimate. Right. Right. And then, and then uh, I showed him all the, I have a, a link. I have a Google doc with all the different links set up on it. Mm -hmm. for the asymptomatic studies and the the non-efficacy of masks and so on and so forth all the stuff kind of compiled into one area and and i showed him that and he goes can you send that to me can you wow. email that to me i was like absolutely man i'm happy to right wow. so he started off as hostile towards me but when i was able to get through to him for a very very simple um question and showed him some evidence all of a sudden his demeanor changed yeah. And he wanted to know more. And I'll tell you what, I bet you that guy probably today, not, you know, after that day, yeah. no longer has the same fear that he had before he walked up and talked to me. That's you know what I'm saying? Incredible. And that's, that's important. I think so. That's where we can, we can probably do a better job mm -hmm. at, at um, educating people and mm -hmm. doing some kind of outreach. I don't know how to do, I don't know how to do that. I mean, we've tried flyers, but uh, you, you, if you're not wearing a mask and you hand somebody a flyer, they look at you like, yeah, like you just yeah. tried to hand them a severed head or something. You're like, dude, here, it's just information. I had, I had, I had one lady take the flyer and spray it with disinfectant on both sides. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You just sprayed a flyer with, oh my God. Wow, if that doesn't sum it up, I don't know what does. Yeah, it's a crazy time. But you mentioned something. You said that, you know, there's there's like a high level of anxiety around just doing basic tasks. You know, I experienced the same thing. I mean, I've been, you know, going at this for a year now, and I find that I'm on 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 some occasions just emotionally exhausted. Yeah. From just the 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 energy it takes just to go out and do the simple things. And it's, it's, how have you been coping with that? I'm going to ask you that because I'm having a tough time. It's very difficult. Honestly, it is absolutely draining and exhausting. Um, but you know, I just, I personally have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and realize that, you know, what else do we have at this point? Like we are, there's a fork in the road. You can go one of two ways. Either you comply and continue to follow these absurd mandates that we all know are complete BS, or you fight. And there's really no in between, in my opinion. 
uh, I mean, now that we know this information and we have done our research and we have this knowledge, what else are you going to do? Like, I feel like it is our duty at this point to to help spread awareness and to keep going, even as difficult as it may be on certain days. There are other people that think like us and know these things and that are doing what we're doing, not, you know, necessarily where we're located, but it's happening all over the world. And it it's very reassuring. I mean, Instagram has been a great outlet for me because I've connected with so many incredible people who are working really hard to wake others up and, you know, spread knowledge and awareness. And uh, that's just what I have to reflect back at the end reflect back on at the end of the day is just knowing that we're not alone. It may seem that way, but you know, I'd, I'd rather go down fighting than just watch this continue to happen. And that's really, in my opinion, all there is to it at this point. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. You know, the, the motivation that comes from fighting a good fight, yeah. I think is a very is a very strong thing, as well as as linking together with people who have a similar goal. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I don't know if I could have come this far if it wasn't for the social support that I've had from linking up with people such as yourself and you know Jason and Ash, other people we've had on the show, who yeah. uh, are really um, are really making a difference out there but also it just it gives us each that kind of that emotional support that we need to to keep going and as like i said as you know it it can be exhausting <laughs> to put it to put it simply just to like you said just to do the simplest thing it's a it's a war. yeah it, you got to go to war just to get a loaf of bread i mean what what is this country coming to so exactly but yeah, it, it is very reassuring to know that there are others of us out there. And, and I really appreciate that. Like, I mean, my network has grown infinitely since that <laughs> silly Starbucks video. Um, but just, you know, all of the responses. Yeah, it had over 200,000 200, views on that. That's it's amazing. Crazy. Yeah. But I think it's because, you know, it, it, uh, regardless of where you stand politically, like there's no arguing the stupidity in that video. It just kind of makes it very black and white. So hopefully it opened the eyes of some people that maybe, you know, hadn't really questioned anything. And uh, I mean, I've gotten several messages on Instagram from people who tell me like, you know, thank you for exposing this. Thank you for putting yourself out there. And that's just, it's very reassuring. And it makes me like, it actually is, it touches my heart on, you know, a sentimental level because my own family has pretty much disowned me at this point. And, and I'm okay with that because I know that, you know, this is a serious fight and someone's got to do it. And it's concerning that more people aren't doing it. So to have the reassurance and uh, knowledge that other people support this and think like us is, uh, is ultimately what keeps me going. And at the end of the day, I just want to keep, you know, keep it up to show all of the doubters and skeptics that we are not insane, you know? And I think that they want us to feel like that, but it's not the case. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, interesting. You you make a good point there because we were talking about how do we reach out to more people? How do we get people on our side and educate them and and inform them? And I think 
video like that, like that we watched that you, that you recorded, it demonstrates to people for one, the absurdity of, of this whole mask mandate, right. In, in its most purest sense, the, the sense that you're sitting in your own car outside six feet away from somebody. Yeah. And this person is so programmed that they cannot comprehend or, you know, ingest any information that is counter to, I need you to wear a mask. Right. And, and I think when people see that, which is why I think you've gotten so much support is they realize like, Oh my God, this is crazy. This is stupid. Why are we doing this? Why are we going through these motions day in and day out when we don't really have to, especially when you're talking about a drive-through, come on, <laughs> come on. I, I mean, in my opinion, it's common sense. Like if we're if this virus is so deadly, then wouldn't you need to, one, not just wear a mask, but shouldn't you be wearing, walking around in a full-blown hazmat suit? And two, if we were just going to, you know, narrow it down to masks, then wouldn't you need to, like, put a new one on every time you touched your face, every time you did anything? Like, why can you th throw your mask down on a table and then you have to put it up on to go to the bathroom? Like, it's just these basic things that we've all been going through for a, over a year now. And it's just like the fact that people don't question it at this point is just what is mind blowing to me. So I don't know. I, I hope that that video woke some people up. I don't know if it did or not. No, I think, I think that's, I, like I said, I think it's an excellent tool for yeah. doing just that. I mean, cause you've got such a broad reach out here. And like I said, it's had over 200,000 views. So you know, that's almost a quarter million people who have seen this video who you probably turned on some lights and people have gone, huh, wait a minute. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, and like you said, the fact that I noticed earlier on in the in the pandemic that they let they closed out most businesses, but grocery stores stayed open. And so a few months into this, I went to my local grocery store mm -hmm. and I talked to the manager mm -hmm. and I asked her, I said, I said, have you been seeing a lot of your employees having to call out sick because of this? Yeah. And she said, no, no, nobody's gotten sick yet. And I thought, okay, interesting. And, yeah. and um, the reason I asked her that question is because gathering places like that become vector points where, where viruses spread. Right. All right. So you've got a lot of people in an enclosed space uh, at the same time and interacting. If you've got employees interacting with hundreds of people a day, yeah. and this is before they put up the plexiglass barriers. <laughs> All right. You know, you got you know, employees dealing with hundreds of people a day, you'd think that at some point they would have gotten sick. So it's, it's not as virulent. It's not as deadly. It's not as transmissible. And um, frankly, it's, it's nowhere near what they, they said it was. Um, I, I, you know, and, and the funny thing is I just saw something today that, that the, in the 2019 to 2020 flu season, there were 380 million cases of the flu worldwide. Mm -hmm. And the 2020 to 2021 flu season, which was this past year, there were, I think, 1,830. <laughs> <laughs> globally. globally. So, what that, you know, I don't know. Let me ask you, what would that, what would you, what do you glean from that? What does that tell you? Well, um, I hate to state the obvious, but COVID is the flu. Boom. You never heard about it before this, but, uh, you know, people die from the flu every year. And if you're unhealthy, then yes, you are at risk. 
which is why if our government cared so much about us, they should be reinstating the importance of living a healthy lifestyle, eating right, going out and getting sun, exercising. They wouldn't be stripping us of all of these things and forcing us into mask mandates and now the vaccine. If they really had our best interest at heart, then they would be educating people instead of locking you down and telling you what you have to do to regain your freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I mean, when you look at it from that perspective, it really changes things because you start to think, well, wait a minute, you're right. If, if exercise, diet, you know, getting sunshine, staying healthy, living a healthy lifestyle are good for your immune system and good for your health versus being dependent upon drugs and pharmacological things like vaccines or, or experimental genetic therapies. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it becomes obvious now to me after hearing you say that, that, that that's the goal. The goal is to become, is to have people on a large scale become massively dependent upon pharm pharmacy, on big pharma. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense now because they for years fought back against the holistic medicine industry, if you want to call it that. I mean, I'm just talking about vitamins. Yeah. Vitamin C, vitamin D, very simple stuff, zinc. Yes. And, and, they would constantly, the, the, the big pharma would constantly fight back and say, no, there's no proof that shows that these do anything for your health and that you should talk to your prescriber about our drug instead. And yeah. it's, 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 it's become now very, very obvious that that's the agenda. That's the goal. Absolutely. And, and one of my big concerns after having um, pulled up a couple of different videos and articles on this subject is that people are going to become dependent upon an either annual or semi-annual or even more uh, a booster shots with these vaccines. So think yeah. about that. If you had billions of people dependent on getting a shot every couple of months, boy, the money you could make, right? And I, I think that's what it is. I think it is. You follow the money, right? Follow the money. And and then you'll, you'll find the perpetrator of the crime. Awesome. And in this case, it's if the free Krispy Kreme isn't just the icing on the cake. <laughs> oh, nice double entendre there. I like that. Thank you. Um, the icing and the cake. Very good. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Really, they're like, hey, here's something unhealthy with your yeah. shot of unhealthy. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they're really showing their hand there. Definitely. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know. I, I've considered actually getting one of those fake vaccine cards just so I can get my free donuts. I don't know. I <laughs> well, uh, they won't be valid at Duncan. We know that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know that. I don't know if you were listening to that article I brought up about New York doing the COVID passport. Yeah. That's... Um, they were saying to, to do it on phones and to get QR codes because it, they could they could use that to fight back against forgeries and they said they were having a, a problem wow. with people forging vaccine cards and people oh, really? selling them on the, oh yeah yeah there's people selling them on on ebay and places for like 200 bucks a pop and and i'm wondering about what the legality of that is you know i mean because yeah. this isn't necessarily an fda approved treatment it's a right. emergency use so it's you know, I don't know. I think there's a gray line there. We need to talk to it. Fraud. You're right. Exactly. 
we need to talk to an attorney about this, but, um, but, that, but that shows you that there's interest out there, right? right? That, that there's a lot of people out there who don't want to take this shot, but still want to continue on with a normal life. Well, you know, that's during, but I will also say, I mean, this is a recent experience is that I, uh, you know, work, I, I do freelance makeup work and, uh, my work has steadily been increasing as, you know, things are kind of reopening here. And now that I've been getting out there again and kind of, you know, my clientele has been picking up a bit and I've been having these conversations with people that I'm working with, it's astounding to me to hear the number of people that have already received the vaccine and then it's now become like a normal conversation to question whether or not i've had the vaccine which is you know an infringement on my rights is you know i don't have to disclose my medical information to anyone but people feel that they can openly you know question you about these things and then if you tell them no which I can, I already know where they stand on the issue if they've gotten theirs, like it turns into a, a whole new conversation and they don't, they now view you as like a disgusting person for not having received your vaccine. And so I don't know, I'm just like, I'm concerned. I don't know if this is an LA thing or just, you know, like a liberal blue state situation, but I, I, I'm starting to fear now that we're past the point of no return because so many people to my knowledge have already received this vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that leads me to think that perhaps we're moving towards some kind of, of split in society where we're going to have two parallel economies, two parallel societies, Mm -hmm. one, one big pharma sheep, the other one, not. And and for us at this point honestly there was uh, there was someone i was listening to the other day he called it the silent secession mm. and we're kind of in the process of that right now where you're seeing alternative platforms pop up like gab or parlor mm-hmm. and then um you know the social on the social media and then on the other end versus youtube you know you've got rumble and BitChute, which i've had to refer to right. in exchange for youtube because we're banned there um so you're seeing these these on the tech side, those things pop up. I'm just going to wonder, I'm just going to, you know, I just wonder at what point are we going to see, because we've already seen a couple of restaurants do this, right? So you've seen Basilico's down in Orange County and you got Tin Horn Flats up here in LA. But um, for the most part, man, there's not really a lot of places you can go here in Southern California without a mask, let alone soon it will be without a vaccine. Yep. Gosh, I wonder, what are we going to do then? I mean, are we going to have to move to another state? I don't know. That's what I, that's what I've been trying to figure out for myself. I mean, you know, obviously with the masks, we can protest it and we have done so, but I don't know. Do we continue on with the vaccine or, or what? I mean, I guess we're, it's going to be like a wait and see type of situation, but yeah, kind of play it as it comes. Yeah, I mean, moving may be our only option at some point. And even then, I don't even, I don't even really think that moving to like Florida or Texas is going to be a safe alternative because I feel like somehow these evil globalists will target the residents there because they know that those are the two lands of freedom. So I think, you know, at a certain point, we're just going to have to go completely off the grid and, you know, start our own little 
secret society. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, because yeah, they do do that. And they target the way they target people is through corporations. Right. So, so the governments are like, we're, we're staying out of this one. We're leaving it to the businesses to decide whether or not they want to implement these mandates to require people to wear masks, to require people to be vaccinated, like the airline industry. Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of scary because the the entity that is there to protect us, which is the government, has now seceded, ceded that role to the corporations, to these global, you know, international corporations, these monopolies of, of sorts who essentially do have monopoly on, on many aspects of our lives, whether it's like Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And then you think about these other big chain stores like Walmart and Target and places that are, they've put the other smaller stores out of business. So you're not going to have any choice, right. but to go to a Target or to a Walmart. And if they require that you have a vaccine, what are you going to do? Right. Even if so, they could do that in Texas because Walmart's an international company. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, um, they may only be here in the U S but I do believe they're international. So imagine if they just say, Hey, it's our corporate decision. You want to shop at our stores. You got to wear a vaccine no matter where you are. So even if you're one of these free states, mm -hmm. there's nothing that, that you that you can do to stop us because the government has ceded that to us. And that's You're right. That's kind of scary. I mean, even in places like Texas and Florida, you know, in Texas, by the way, I just read they're three weeks into this um, lifting the mask mandate and cases have dropped 17 percent. Wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So. You know, oh, no. and, and it's weird is the cases continue to rise in places where people are required to wear a mask. What does that tell you? I mean, it's very simple. You don't have to be a genius to figure that out, folks. You don't. But what 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 is the disconnect? Do people just deem that information false because it doesn't fit the narrative that they want to believe? Or do they just not know? Or, you know, are they a combination of the two. You know, again, it can becomes cognitive dissonance to where to where the information you're receiving doesn't it contradicts with what you what has become your truth. And therefore, you reject it outright, even if. You know, it's it's 100 percent verifiable. I mean, there was an experiment I think Russian scientists did back in um, back in the Soviet days where they said if. If, if you can if you can. um I don't know, convince somebody of something for a period of more than 30 days or 60 days. I, I could be one of the two. Yeah. And there's no way ever that you can unconvince them of that thing. So they've been doing, so we've been doing this conditioning, this convincing over a year now. Yeah. So the, the probability of unconvincing people at this point is very low. Which I think goes back to what you mentioned earlier of when I said, how do we get through to these people? How do we, you know, reach a new audience? And you said you had that conversation with the person at Dunkin' Donuts. And I think that is probably our best bet at this point and our most effective way of getting through to people is just having like real genuine one-on-one -on -one conversations, whether it be, you know, you approaching them or them approaching you and trying to attack you, but then you know, kind of talking them through and finding a way to reason with them and uh, ultimately open their eyes to an alternative viewpoint. Um, I think that is extremely important right now. And I think everyone should be having these conversations. A lot of people, 
I've noticed who, you know, are on our side of things just post incessantly on the internet, but that only reaches a certain audience, you know, in order for this to really gain traction and really have an effect on the masses, like every single person should be having a conversation with someone at least, because you never know the effect that's going to have. And even if it doesn't resonate with them immediately, at least it plants a seed and allows them to potentially, you know, dive deeper into that at a later time, or maybe something they hear later will connect the dots for them. So. Mm, interesting. That's a good point. You know, kind of a, a grassroots approach. Exactly. You know, bottom up instead of top down. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense and connecting people on a human level, because a lot of that's been lost during this time. Yes. You know, the, the, the human connection. I mean, the simplest things like hugging someone or shaking a hand um, or just seeing a smile, you know, <laughs> these have become foreign things to people. Yeah. And, and, and that disconnection, I think, spills over into the, the psyche mm -hmm. of the person where they become disconnected psychologically, emotionally yeah. from people as well. And even in, in intellectually, where they're kind of in their their own world, they've got their own feed of information. And and when someone tries to break into that feed, it's get back. You know, this is my this is my six feet. This is my safe space. Yeah, exactly. You know? Wow, <laughs> wow. We just that, that's kind of a realization we just had right now. That's a, that's that's an interesting revelation because I think that that actually might hold a lot of weight. I don't know. Like you, I often you know will sit and think and just yeah. think about these things and think you know how can we how can we approach this problem? How can we make it something better? You know, how do we fix it? How do, you know, how do we get through to people? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Are you, um, what, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you this. Um, what are you going to do when there's nowhere left to grocery shop unless you have taken the vaccine? Do you have a plan? Cause I haven't come up with a plan yet. I'm just bouncing this off you to see what you think, because I'm like, do I need to go in armed? I mean, what is, what's the option here to getting groceries? What do you think? Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead because I mean, like we discussed every day is such a battle, like just getting through one day is like, you know, such an ordeal. Um, I mean, obviously the thoughts cross my mind, but I was hoping we wouldn't have to deal with this for a while, but it seems like it's a lot, a lot closer than we it's, a, it's approaching quickly yeah rapidly but uh i don't know i mean like i said i feel like the best option is to just go off the grid and start your own self-sustainable life and like learn how to farm and grow stuff which is so far out of my realm of knowledge like i am the last person that would be able to do anything like that uh so yeah i don't know i think i'm might be fucked or maybe the gun is is the better alternative <laughs> well yeah you know um i've i've come across some some books and things on like sustainable living that yeah. um i should probably share those share those with some people there's some really good books out there that you can get that you should just have as a part of your your bug out gear i don't know if you've got you know like a something put together in case of an emergency like emergency food or water or anything like that but I like to put together a kit where I've got things that I can, you know, live. I have, I have storable food. I've got, you know, water. I've got a way to purify water. I've got camping equipment, stuff like that. 
to where I know. And uh, I don't really know how to hunt, but I guess if I get hungry enough, I'd learn how, you know, I do have a rifle. So, I mean, I can use that, but uh, I'd, I'd hate to think that it would have to come to that. I know. You know? Um, you know what? I also think that there's enough of us that, and I think so many of us, despite, you know, not even knowing how many of us there are or having the connections necessarily now, I, I know that there are so many of us out there uh, who are all probably working on this parallel economy, like you said. So I think there are probably a lot of things in the works. And I think, you know, assuming that we can stay connected and we don't all get canceled from our platforms, <laughs> that we can hopefully, you know, congregate at some point. And I think, you know, everyone has something valuable to add to create a new community. And, uh, you know, it's, I guess maybe I'm hopeful in thinking that this could actually materialize, but um, I don't know. I know there's a lot of people that are working hard right now to to get their own sort of uh, things off the ground now. Right. Right. So. Well, that's you know what that's I kind of talked about someone uh, with this previously that it's it's kind of a silver lining. You can yeah. look at it like that. You know, without this, none of us would have been motivated to do the things that we're doing. I mean, think about where you were a year ago. Did you ever imagine that you would be doing some of the things that you're doing or, you know, demonstrating or, you know, protesting or talking to people online, going on to shows like, you know, InfoWars? I mean, it's it's almost surreal, but my point was was that is that under under times of great stress and great duress, people tend to rise to the occasion. You know, the best comes out of people. And so as as difficult as this may seem for a lot of folks, um, you know, having this obstacle in our way has only served to make us stronger, um, you know, and improve our intelligence. I mean, hell, I know so much about viruses now and pathology and and immunization and you know, uh, you name it. I mean, the laws, boy, that's, I could tell you all about 6021 PC, which is the trespass code. I know all about that now. So, you know, I've learned a lot out of this and I've, I've become a better person, a smarter person. Mm -hmm. And, and also just kind of in a way more motivated, you know, I've, I've always been kind of the, the guy that stands up for the underdog, you know, the goes against the bullies. And I see a lot of these people out there, especially these mass Nazis at grocery stores or wherever, they're bullies. Yeah. They really are. They just love pushing people around. Yeah. And, and I just, I just, I, there's a little part of me that kind of likes having the opportunity to fight back, to be honest with you. I'm with you on that. Honestly, I, I think that, you know, despite the uh, horrifying reality in which we are living, it has been alternatively an incredible Thing to not only witness but also to connect with so many great people and to challenge ourselves individually to be better people and for the first time in my whole life i feel like i have more friends and like real genuine valuable relationships with great people who i care about deeply i mean i'm sure you know how it is living in la everything is so fake and phony and i've just never been that person and i've always kind of been you know the loner outcast especially in the beauty world like everyone is a certain way and I just never really fit in and for the first time in my whole life like I finally 
feel like I found my people and I don't want to say calling, but you know, I just, it's, it's very reassuring and uh, motivating to know that uh, I do have some sort of impact, even though it might be small, you know, it's, it's nice that this whole situation has allowed me to uh, feel like I have a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of awakened the inner giant, you know, yeah. so to speak. I don't know. I kind of see you getting into politics, to be honest with you. <laughs> really? A lot of people have been saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've got just an easy way of speaking and communicating with people. You know, it's, it's not, it's not, um, it's not alienating in the way that some of the, some politicians are, they're very, it's me up here and you down there. You yeah. know, I notice the way a lot of these, a lot of these people speak, but it seems like you've got a really a genuine way to connect with people and to communicate ideas in, in a very understandable terms. You know, I just seriously, like listening to you talk, it's like, it's like, when I, that's why I, when I saw you on, cause I didn't know really how skilled you were until I saw you on Infowars. I was like, Oh my God, this girl's great. I got to get her on the show. I didn't know, like I'm saying, you were just so, so articulate. So, you know, as well, so knowledgeable. I was like, man, got to get her on the show. So not only is she fiery, but she knows her stuff. So, yeah, yeah, this Thank is, appreciate that. yeah, and, and of course, and, and then you have the look as well. You have the look. I mean, you're, you're like, you're like Melania Trump, but, but Americanized, you know. <laughs> well, what an honor. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So definitely consider it. Definitely. Um, I, well, I mean, you know, I don't know how much longer I can work in the beauty industry in LA, given right. the circumstances. So I feel like I, uh, you know. Need to start figuring out my next move here. Yeah, now is now is the time to reinvent yourself. Yes. That, that's what I think a lot of us are doing. You know, hell, I didn't have a podcast a year ago. Really? I was yeah. I was pursuing a career as an actor. And um when that kind of went south for a while, I, I thought, what what else can I do to, you know, pursue something creative and and I've always enjoyed helping people and 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 trying to inform people. I mean, and I found I kind of hit a wall on social media. There was only so much I could do by yeah. posting a video or writing something or getting into a, a back and forth debate with somebody over something. Yeah. I'm reaching one person at a time. I'm like, oh, I need to get out to more people. <laughs> and so a friend of mine, he had started a podcast and he goes, why don't you start one? And I go, man, I got nothing to say. He goes, bullshit. <laughs> you don't have anything to say. He's like, I, I get you going. I can't shut you up. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll give it a shot. Yes, awesome. And it's great, you know. And 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 so again, like a, like a silver lining out of the bad comes comes good things. We just have to look for it, you know. We just have to see what what really and it come. And this is a great time to follow your heart, follow your passion. Yes, you know. Absolutely. And and so it seems to me like you've you've got a passion for activism, for you know, wanting to help people, wanting to stand up against injustice and that's why i think that's why i think it would be a great path even if you don't get into politics per se as a politician yeah you know still stay in that in that in that realm as maybe as an activist or an organizer or um in some other regard like that because i think yeah you've you've got just a natural talent for it well thank you and i'm very passionate about it and, and like you said the silver lining i didn't even know that you know i had this in me but here we are and right. and i think it's you know again despite the unfortunate circumstances it's it's been great and i've 
I've had a great time connecting with so many people and, and helping to raise awareness. And it's, it also is nice uh, to know that I am doing what a lot of people wish that they could do. I've had so many people tell me, you know, I appreciate you. Thank you for speaking up because a lot of people unfortunately can't in fear that they might lose their job or, you know, they have a family and, and I don't have those things. So, I mean, my job allows me some freedom, but you know, I, I really had nothing to lose when I went into this, which is why I just like went full throttle. And right. uh, it's funny to see the outcome of that, but uh, yeah, it's nice that I can speak up on behalf of those that cannot. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a good point. I've, I've, I've had people come up to me after they witnessed interactions that I've had with store employees or whatever. And they've, you know, where can I get more information? That's so brave. I wish I could do that, you know? And, and I just, I always tell them, Hey, look, you know, the mask comes off when you say it comes off, it's your choice, yeah. you know, and, and, and here's the information. And I'd like you to share with other people because you don't need to be afraid of anybody else. You don't need to be afraid of, of the person standing next to you. Yeah. You know? And, and so it's by, it's by performing these actions that we it embolden and encourage other people to do the same. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, I lost my train of thought there. I had a I had a, a Joe Biden moment. Sorry, I just kind <laughs> of just lost it. But uh, but um, <laughs> uh, that made me laugh because I was, that just obviously made me think of his recent press. Right. <laughs> what a what a train wreck. Wow, what a nightmare. That is highly disturbing that he's leading our country and he can't even finish a sentence. Yeah. I, and I'm surprised really that because that was that's not just the first time that's happened to him. I mean, on the on the campaign trail, you know, leading up to this whole thing, there were many instances where he had these moments where he just lost his train of thought, didn't know where he was, couldn't pronounce words like true international depression or whatever the hell it was that he said. I still don't know. You know, so it, it, it's just, it seems odd to me, and I'm sure you probably share this belief that he got 80 million votes. I cannot believe it. I, I don't. But if anything, it's it's more sad. I mean, I truly feel like it's elder abuse seeing this poor guy. I mean, he can't even walk upstairs. It's, yes. It's really, I mean, I don't know how much longer he's got until he's just gone completely, but... It's quite sad. And the fact that, you know, the left doesn't want to, I mean, imagine if Trump were even a percentage of what we witnessed the other day with Biden, they would be talking about it for months, years. Like they just, I don't even know if they're paying attention anymore. What do you think? Do you think they're even like, you know, engaged in what's going on or are they just content now that orange man is out and, you know, they've got it their way? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Is that they've they've uh, taken the ball and run with it, and every everyone else be damned. Nothing else is going to get in our way now. And any information that comes in to counter our narrative, suppress it, suppress it, suppress it. And they've luckily got you know mainstream uh, media has big tech on its side, and so this duopoly of of tech and info has has been a, a powerful weapon for the left for quite a while now. Yeah. And you saw how they completely slammed Trump over year over year. And there was no way to fight back against it. Even post-election, when people were coming out with 
loads of, of data and evidence and videos to show that something, something fishy occurred. Yeah. All right. We're not, we're not saying, you know, here's outright evidence. I mean, maybe there was, um, actually there, there was in some cases, but, but, it, but it never got a chance to be proven because it just got suppressed and suppressed and suppressed by big tech and by the mainstream media. And so they're doing the same thing. It's yeah. just the opposite. So now they're not going to highlight Joe Biden's missteps or his, or his, you know, brain farts or whatever happens to him. Um, they're going to suppress that as much as they can and highlight all the great stuff that they're doing. And I mean, look at this way that they're handling the border for crying out loud. I mean, Kamala Harris, she's like, oh, <laughs> I'm not going to the border, you know, and then Joe Biden appoints her to handle the border. And then three days later, her representative says, no, she's not going to the border. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what are you what are you people doing? Like if like you said, like if this was Trump and Pence. And they completely ignored what was going on on the border. There would be outrage. People like AOC would be down there crying, and yeah. it, it, it would be it would be a circus. It would be a media circus. But now they've they've I don't know banned the media from going down there. I saw something with Ted Cruz where this this lady was blocking him. She's like, we just want to give them dignity. You can't you know videotape these people in these cages. I'm like, and he says to her, he goes, I'm trying to hear to to guarantee that they get some dignity that they get treated well i mean you've got them looking you've got them piled on top of each other laying on the floor you know she's like sir i just need to be and she kept repeating the same thing over and over again it's like these mass people it's like, yeah. they're, it's like they're fucking robots i swear to god it's like a program to say one thing and that's just all they do is say the same thing over and over again it's yeah. it's really i'm starting to wonder like is this the matrix did we cross over into some kind of alternate universe where there's only a few of us real people left in the world and everybody else is just some some i don't know some plant some some program it's, uh, it's just it's <laughs> it feels like that honestly i mean if, if there was just a way of exposing this information to them i i would hope that it would make them question otherwise but the censorship alone is enough to make it should be enough to make anyone question the entirety of the situation and it Great point it, you know, it's all aspects, you know, presidential, COVID, you know, everything, everything is being censored. Anything that opposes their narrative is being censored and just removed entirely from the internet. And regardless, again, of where you stand politically, that should concern everyone. And that yeah. should be the force that awakens, that awakens all of these people. I mean, I guess there's, there's no way for them to know if they don't have access to this information. They don't know, they don't know what they don't know, but but they do know that it's being censored. And so you'd think they'd be somewhat curious is like, because we as Americans, we like to do as we please, so long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. But why are you telling me I can't look at that? What is it? I want to see what's behind there. Absolutely. You can't, you can't block that out for me. That's why people are like, you know, you always kind of, kind of you walk by a construction site, you want to look in, you want to see what's going on. You're like, What's going on in there? Why do they got why do they got the fence up here? Why can't I see anything? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a bad reference, but yeah. anyway, uh, it it's um yeah it's it's true. You'd think people would question more for the fact that it's being suppressed so much. And then and then it's so weird. I mean, for months and months, Facebook was you know fact checking all of these things about COVID and and the and the election, and then it comes out later. They're like, oh sorry yeah we were wrong about that you know what was it about 
I think it was asymptomatic transmission or something, yeah. but it's like the damage is already done. Exactly. People are, people are so, you know, they're so messed up in the head now from that, that yeah. even if they come out later, like after that, those Russian scientists discovered and you tell them the truth, doesn't yeah. matter exactly. that you can't deprogram them at that point. <laughs> it's so, so it's so true. And I mean, I mean, we, we, we need like a, a mainstream media hero to come out, you know, like, like, like someone from like, like Don Lemon or somebody just totally flip and go, you know what? It's all bullshit. I've been lying to you this whole time. CNN's been covering it up. I mean, that maybe that, may, I don't know. Maybe at that, that wouldn't, I don't know. People are so, so messed up, but it's, it's gotta, be something, gotta be something like that. It's some insider that, you know, blows the lid off it or something. I know. Yeah. I know. If only there was a way to make that happen. I don't I don't even know who could who could materialize that at this point, but yeah, I don't know. I feel yeah. like that would definitely be effective, hopefully. I don't know. Maybe maybe that will happen. Maybe maybe one of us can get to one of them up at a higher level and I don't know. Somehow so can I just pretend to like be a liberal and work my way up to the top and then I can get <laughs> That's a phone? <laughs> great idea. Now we're talking about spycraft. This is interesting. <laughs> we're talking about infiltration and yeah, and yeah. and doing um um yeah, black ops. Well, we gotta get taste of their own medicine. That's what they're always doing to us. So right. we gotta go back. I mean, they're really smart with their tactics, and clearly they work because look at what's going on. I mean there's enough of us and i know for a fact that there are based on the election um but what are we doing to like you know change that i feel like the other side is much better at uh you know rallying up their people and taking action well it's it's in their nature to be devious and yeah. and they've been at it for a while and we're a little new to the game you know being conservative being you know upstanding um and a lot of people are christians I, i'm not necessarily christian um i was raised as a catholic but i you know i'm not really like a practicing mm -hmm. religious person but i have good morals i have good ethics you know right. i treat people kindly yeah. and and i think a lot of these people out there they don't have that moral base i mean you look at some of the people that come to uh, counter protesters that come to the places where we've been you know these antifa guys yeah. And yeah, and they they're not only are they vicious and unthinking thugs, right? They just repeat the same thing over and over again. But they're organized and they know how to do it well. And they've got their little umbrellas that they pop out to prevent anybody from getting a camera. And then if someone does get a shot of them, they make sure to get a shot back at that person and they'll dox them, you yeah. know, on on um because it's happened to me, it's happened to other people. And so they're they are ahead of the curve on that type of stuff, on, on tech stuff. Yeah. And so perhaps that's an important um, thing that we should focus on is catching up to them with regard to, um, you know, all this, this, this tech and this media and they, we, we're, we're a little bit behind. We've got some work to do. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we can only sit back for so long. I am with you though. You know, you know, I think a lot of us are just good people with good morals and values and that's why we refrain from that type of behavior but how long are we going to sit back and watch it happen i mean there it gets to a point where we've got to start playing their game too if we want right. any audit combating this so i don't right. know I think by fire with fire so to speak exactly 
Yeah, you're right. I think that's that's probably one of the you know one of the ways that we're going to be able to overcome and fight back. And because uh, otherwise, we're just going to let them walk all over us, and we can't have that. Yeah, we've already we've done that for too long. And look, they've been highly successful. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Back. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, we're getting near near the end here. Is there anything else that you you wanted to bring up or discuss? Um, um, I mean, aside from, you know, what we covered, just to restate it once more, everyone, I'm sure your viewers already are, but if you're still wearing a mask, please take it off. <laughs> you're not doing anyone any favors. Um, and, uh, you know, stop complying. It's the only way we're going to end this. I think so many of us are out there and we all agree that this is insane and the only way to end it is if we all stand up in record numbers. I don't feel like that's happening yet at this point. So if everyone could just stop complying, stop submitting, take a stand and speak out, then I think we could put an end to all of this a lot sooner. Wow. That's, that's very well said. I think people need to hear that more. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great way to put it. We need to stand up. The only the only way we're going to win is if we stand up together and do it together as a team. So take off the mask, people. You heard her. <laughs> anyway, where can people learn more about you? Uh, what's your social media handle on oh, is it Instagram? Yes, I'm on Instagram. It is Allison Wonderland Returns. And that's Allison with one L. And it's Returns because my last page was canceled. Uh, so you can find me there. And then also... Uh, be sure to check out Forbidden Clothing also on Instagram. They have awesome shirts uh, with great messages. It's another great way to, you know, plant a, seed and. Uh, is that a sheep with a with a with a mask over his eyes? Yes. Good and citizen. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It's that's a good, great. a lot of good conversation starters. So. Yeah, I and what's the, what's the name of that uh, company? Forbidden clothing. You can Forbidden find clothing. Okay. Yeah. Check them out and yeah. uh, definitely check out Allison's page. I mean, you can find that video there. You can find the full length video that we are looking at earlier and also some other really cool video clips, um, photos, as well as other video of some of the events that we've been to. So you can get some of that stuff. Like it looks like here, you've got uh, Dodger stadium up there. So yeah. that was kind of yeah. fun. Dodger. Yeah. I've, I've, I had all of the all of our protests on the last one, which unfortunately is gone now, but I'm gradually rebuilding and then hopefully we have some more protests in the upcoming months here that I can add to. So you know it. There's always something and be sure to come down and join us on Tuesday at uh, Dunkin Donuts on Glen Oaks in, in Burbank. I will be there. I'm very yeah. much looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you and thank you so much. For coming on the show, Allison. It's been a pleasure having you and uh, hope to have you back again soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Great. Well, that was a lot of fun. I told you guys, she is an awesome, awesome person. She is so, so knowledgeable and passionate about this. And I thought that she would be a great guest to have on the show and talk about this subject and talk about some solutions. We came up with some solutions. We talked about alternatives. And we also just talked about, you know, what what she was thinking and what um, 
what a lot of you are really thinking and have been thinking over these past several months. So it's good to get that perspective. And again, I really admire her her passion and her drive for getting out there and changing things uh, in the community. And so listen to her call, heed her call, take off that mask. Don't comply anymore. It's not necessary. If you guys want to look at the studies, if you want to read the studies, I'm going to post a link to the Google Docs page where I've compiled all the studies. You can click on those links. You can share them. It's all it's all open. Okay. I, I claim no ownership over any of this. This is all stuff that I found on the internet. These are peer-reviewed studies. So I'm going to put a link to that in the show description section, as well as um, a link to Allison's page on Instagram. So once again, thank you for joining us here at Free America. And remember, folks, freedom is given, but it can also be taken. And I mean that in two ways. You can have your freedom taken from you, but you can also take it back. Good night, everybody.